in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Sunday. And one a Raleigh. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 274. Ncha. What was that? Ncha. You just read this. She says Ncha all the time. I didn't. I don't. Well, I d- she, she says it in every single book. I know, but I read Did you it. Read. I read are it. You, are you? Are you? Are are you literate? Semi, semi literate. Okay. Also, I never. I pronounce it differently in my head, so that's probably. Well, it is a. It is a shortening of Konnichiwa. Oh, oh, <laughs> that changes everything, huh? It does. That that turns out this book comes from Japan. <laughs> oh. Okay, I get it. Layers, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> layers where it's Japanese. Hi guys, we are discussing Doctor Slump later on in Urban Book Club by Kira Toriyama. Uh, it's a peek inside Eric's brain. Feels like sort of a little, maybe more than a little, more than but, a little. You know, who can say? Uh, but we're going to talk about that later on. Talk a lot about about. Uh, dense layers of really stupid gags. Yeah, there's some gags in here. Some gags. Um, before that, though, Eric, before we get to Dr. Slump, we have to talk about other comic books. Before we talk about comic books, we always talk about comic books. Yeah, there's it's, again, layers. It's this com- is the way. It's, it's comic books all the way down. It's true. Uh, we- comic books and turtles. And I like turtles. Especially we're comic books about turtles. We don't have any this week, do not, we? Not this week. Um, we've we have we have read comics about turtles. I can confirm, and we will again at some point. I mean, I keep trying to get you to read the. Is it Archie? Who is it that does those those books? I want to read the new post apocalyptic turtle book. That sounds stupid and awesome. I'm. I want it. We'll be collected and probably... I'll get right into my stupid veins. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll, well, we'll read that in like a year from now, probably. Uh, we can start with our first segment. It's time for Floppies Fortnightly. Floppies Fortnightly is the part of the show where Eric and I read a selection of the past couple weeks' books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. There's a mush meter. It goes one to five if we're feeling mushy. Okay, Eric, you ready? I mean, as ready as I was to read these eight goddamn books. Well, here we go. This is again. I am. I am. I'm sticking with all or nothing on X of Swords. So I'm going to read every all the titles and all the credits all at once. This is one. This is this is a trade. Yeah, basically. That this is this is this two weeks worth of trade 
of uh, of X of Swords. Yes. So Wolverine 6, X-Force 13, Marauders 13, Hellions 5, New Mutants 13, Cable 5, written by Benjamin Percy, Vita Ayala, Zeb Wells, Ed Brisson, Jerry Duggan, with art by Victor, Victor Bogdanovich, Matteo Lolly, Carmen Carnero, Rod Reese, Phil Noto, with colors by Matthew Wilson, Edgar Delgado, David Curiel, letters, Corey Pettit, Joe Carimania, Ariana Maurer, Travis Lanham, and Joe Sabino. Um, that's some people. Did you take a breath after that? Did you pass out? I'm alive. Um, it's good to know that you're alive. Yes. Even after reading a trade's worth of X of Swords for the past, this is Mm. two weeks worth of books. It is six comic books. All, some of them, all of them at least $4, some of them at $5. So this is like the world's most expensive trade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, how do you feel after the, are you still on board with X of X of swords would in two weeks time, would you be willing to read another six of these books? I think so. Okay. I had a good time, uh, reading these. Um, but it was, it was kind of a lot and a lot of dicking around, but it is interesting seeing, all these different aspects to the same story and getting people's backstory. I mean, ostensibly like to kind of put this in the context of a film, you know, you would get this much backstory in an introduction to the main part of the story. And it would take, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes per character. It's, it's maybe about as much backstory as we get on all the different characters in, um, reservoir dogs or something like that um there's less swords in reservoir dogs there's a sword in pulp fiction there is a sword in pulp fiction one sword. Um, we've already we've seen this is they've collected four swords so far am i is that am i tra- tracking that right maybe five but five? something something like that well i'm gonna go to the end of cable and see how many people are in the circle the sword circle the swords the s- sword s- girl sword skull Ugh. Yeah, that's what it's, you call it. It's five. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna say it's four seem like too few. Yes. So we are just we are halfway through the collection of the swords, and then we get to the sword fighting. Um, I think I agree with you. I was expecting to be very tired of this by mm-hmm. the fourth or fifth book, but each one of these does a good enough job at really at. At making it more than just oh they're getting swords, they're they are they're more than just oh look excuse to have sword tournament sword sword tournament. I'll keep trying. I mean, talking is very challenging. So they th- shouldn't just let anybody do it. <laughs> they shouldn't, but I just keep going. Um, Comicsology is being a jerk. I'm sorry. Oh, is there going to be like a, a big dumb? A big dumb smelly is, jerk. Is Kitty Pride going to yell at the, the yell at us about how much of a jerk? It's is? not Kitty Pride. Don't infantilize her. That is Kate. That is Kate Pride. Okay. I'm sorry. Not Sprite. That is or... a, that is the dumbest. Like what? No. Why? Why what? Give her a bad haircut and call her Kate now. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the haircut. No, I'm fine. Well, it looks it's because it looks bad, Robbie. I can deal with Kate. It's Kate's because fine. it is a bad haircut. You're I, not supposed to like bad haircuts. I can deal with Kate, but their haircut, um, it's a no go for me. I, but I like the the I, the the art on all what of these. She, what was she, what was she in Marauders? She was that is her book technically. That is her book, sort of. Because she's a she's a 
because she's a pirate now. She's, she's a pirate. Um, she should be. She should be called Kate Beard. <laughs> that should uh, that 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 solves the problem. I think the art in all of these books is really really good. Yeah, that helps helps a lot. Um, I like the focus on the characters on all these books. Mm. Um, I particularly liked Storm going into Wakanda and her conversations with Shuri. I enjoyed that quite a bit. The it's an interesting conflict. It's not it, it, this. This could all be meaningless drivel, but they managed to turn all of these little micro conflicts and all these. They, they do manage to turn it into a, a compelling story and setting all this up. I like this way more than way more than dicking around and delaying should be. I enjoy it more than I should. Yeah, and Doug Locke's... Look at that bad hair. Ugh. Doug Locke's crisis of not being a true warrior, but still being called into this fight. I like mm -hmm. that. I, I like all these little these little uh, miniature arcs they're doing for all these different characters. Um, so I'm a buy. Surprise. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all... I like... I could not what's like the, what's the grand total on the cost of all of these books though? Uh did well you, did you make a spreadsheet? I've not made a spreadsheet, but there will be twenty two of them, and I say even at four dollars a pop. Yeah, that's eighty eight bucks. And that's they're not some of them are more than four dollars. So it's I would mm -hmm. I would I will say probably We're talking uh, roughly ninety bucks for I, for for all of this in paperback. I would say a hundred dollars probably for all this. Fair. Game. Fair baselining 90 but you're you're right in that several of them will probably go over i mean some of these some of these are over four dollars and they are not they are not even the you know the the main yeah. line x of swords number one which i'm sure mm -hmm. was five they're not they're not even the prestige like super duper issues that for some reason have a script in them that no one will read they have to put that in there to make you feel better about spending that extra dollar for a digital mm -hmm. comic book. Yeah, obviously. I'm still need to pay extra for those those extra electrons. I'm I'm still a buy. Y y yeah, I don't think I have any caveats. There's enough interesting stuff and nuance going on here. There's enough fun. It's just just good all around so far. It's a lot. Um, but it's tie-ins that I actually, they have made me give a shit. Uh, and that has happened. This is the first time. <laughs> it has happened precisely zero times before. So good game, guys. Good game. That's a double We talked buy. about this for all of five minutes and I, I spent so long reading all this crap. Would you like to discuss more of it, Eric? No, let's just keep, let's, let's talk about, uh, Kid Cable's hair. I'm for it. Better than better than Kate Pride's. Yes. Kate Pride is not a good name. Kitty Pride, good name. She's out of the closet now. I don't know if you noticed if you knew that or not. What? She's 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 uh come out as a pirate. As a as 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 bisexual. She's official. Ah. I mean it's long it's been subtext for forty years now. So it's I guess that it's was nice. not a thing that I was aware was subtext. I mean, if you read New Mutants, her and magic, a lot of a lot of hints there mm. over the years. Um, but now it's... Do you believe in magic? That was not my best my best uh, karaoke. Sorry. Anything else you want to 
for we can, we can talk about this longer if you'd like if there's anything else uh, i i i feel like that's about as much content as we can get out of it um it's really it's really kind of a no-brainer i just think that it would be better in a collection where you can pay you know one quarter of the cost as opposed to getting it hmm. uh, you know getting getting the floppy version well, not but, be, it won't be one quarter marvel always mm. marvel always jacks up the prices for their event trades uh, that's fair. Um, that's a b- double buy for X of Swords week, or week two and three, I guess, is what it would be, what it becomes. Uh, our next book is Commanders in Crisis, number one, written by mm-hmm. Steve Orlando with art by David. T- I don't know if that's David or David Tinto, one of the two. Or it looks like David. David. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I don't know. I don't either. Um. Colors, Francesca Caratanuto, um, with letters by Fabio Emilia. This is this is what I think this this is, Eric. Okay. Mm. This this is f- from what I can glean from Dan DiDio's introduction to this. <laughs> I could not bring myself to read much of that. I read it. Um, you didn't. Nope. You didn't miss anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, this is. An introduction into an uh, an a into Steve Orlando's superhero world of his own creation, with along with the artist, and starting it with an event comic in that superhero world. That's what this is. That was about what I was getting out of it. I have I have other words to describe it. Okay, what are those other words? Give me some of them. This is this is basically overwatch written as a dc uh team slash event comic uh and every character is black president superman but you just change out their their various id poll um you know identity for whatever um but they still have their their overwatch like character class um I I have funny feelings about this book. What do you mean by funny? Uh, I would I would like to like it, <laughs> um, but it's just like <laughs> it's like. Are are you are you familiar with the 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 leftist? critique of uh, liberal politics they say you know that they're like more women ceos more women billionaires you know yes like we want we we want some gay latinx uh, uh dictators you know um that's that's what this book feels like to me <laughs> um that <laughs> it's it's it, it is weird to me it is here no arguments from me this is uh, a very this is an incredibly strange comic book like i i i think that like maybe if half of the shit that's stacked on top of other shit was in here like i like the idea of this very overwatchy diverse team uh being like uh uh um what do you call it? Uh, uh, um, being being this DC sort what, of being a Justice League. Super, 
Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't. I couldn't words right there. I couldn't brain for a minute. Yes, being very Justice Leaguey, being very DC uh, um, crisis horseshit flavor. Um, like I, I that that's interesting and fun. Um, there's good stuff in here, and like I want to, I want to, I want to like it. I mean, basically, you put you put any 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 woman in a Samus Aran suit like you you've 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 halfway won me over you know um i don't know it's just it's just a little little a little clunky a little something it just it just sort of makes me raise an eyebrow that and that and our our boy Steve has been been writing some weird stuff lately some stuff we've not enjoyed like I, 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 I feel like he's just trying to press all the buttons at this point. I, I, yeah, I. This book is very strange, and I think largely the strangest is the fact that it is trying to do a thing that nothing really has done before. And it's like, oh, this is a new superhero universe, and we're going to start it w- instead of starting it with a Superman or a Batman or a a Captain America or a a big character that will be the foundation of the universe and then building it out from there you do an event comic where you have all these characters all at once you have a justice league analog where you have all these characters diverse cast an overwatch-esque feel to a lot of them with uh, a, a wide array of representation that they're all they are all presidents from destroyed dimensions and now they are here, and they all have powers. I don't know how that works. How did the presidents all have powers? Did they get powers when they were president, or did that happen separately? I don't think that's a thing we're meant to really investigate. Maybe he'll go over origin stories and things, because that is pretty pretty good superhero fodder. But I think, like, I don't know. I think it is. It's just, it just, it's Overwatch. <laughs> Well, it's like it's, you're wearing a funny costume and you you have force fields or like ice beams or something. I like mean, it's just the the guy, the medic, the soldier medic who shoots people. Yeah, he's got like that synesthesia is literally and he can see into people. That and, is literally the character. Overwatch literally has the medic who a support mm-hmm. class who just shoots. Yes. Healing. Um, that was that was my first tip was uh, that there's a there's a medic. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's just a lot. That's really my main complaint with it. Other than the, the, weird... I hope in issue two, they all pick like an emote dance. You know, <laughs> I think that that would, that would be really key to the success of this book is, um, America's first, uh, Pakistani. Pre- I mean, first of all, people from Pakistan cannot be the president of the United States. I'm sorry. That's just in the laws. Like that's, but but she's gonna do the she's gonna floss for us, um, and and that'll that that will you know that the third step is profit. I the first step is America's first Pakistani president and doing the floss and then and then profit. Steve Orlando's a millionaire. He's successfully pushed every button. You sound like you hate this comic book, Eric. I I it's stuck in my craw. I don't know how I feel about it. Did you notice the um, the, the Danhausen reference? The Danhausen reference was Steve, there really? There's the the man in the hospital bed. Name is Daniel Hausen. 
goodness gracious. I do. I, I, I wish he would just write, write comics about gay wrestlers. Do that. Do I that. We, I, I, I want to, I want to write, the, I want to write the comic that's, that's, uh, that's overwatch, but about wrestlers. I mean, be the change you want in the world, Eric. I mean, I, you are know, you a buyer? If, if I only had, if I only had more time, are you a buyer? I'm struggling. I want to, I want to root for this comic, but it's just, it, 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 there's so many things that, that make me just want to roll my eyes at it. I don't know. I will make it easy. This is not a difficult choice for me. Mm-hmm. Event comic. I only like event comics when they're filled with characters that I know and love. And it's big, dumb fun. This comic book is filled with characters I don't know facing things. I'm not. I don't know what the what the problem is. Honestly, they're just loaded with plot, and mm-hmm. also with background, and also with the just. There's so much going on, and I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not interested in issue two. So I'm gonna do not buy. See, that's the thing. Like it does pique my interest in some ways, but it's just so stupid. All right, look at whatever his name is, Prize Fighter. Look at how short his tie is. This is terrible. Who told who who told Steve Orlando that people's ties could end in the middle of your torso? Full of hair and tie uh, criticism t- today. This is a, are you a buy or you do not buy, Eric? Get out, get off the fence. I I I think. I like your case against it. Uh, I've got my complaints against it. I will say that there are things that I like about it, but no, get that weak shit out of here. Double do not buy Commanders in Crisis number one. Our last book of the week is Rorschach number one, written by Tom King uh, with art by Jorge Fornes, colors Dave Stewart, letters Clayton Cowles. You seem stunned already. I am stunned by this. I, here, I will, you know, when we read, when I read Doomsday Clock or any of the, the more, or like the, or I watch the other, the other Watchmen Apocrypha. Yes. When I, when I read that or even when I watch that Watchmen television show, Mm. I can see the, I can see what they're doing. I can see the direction it's going. I can see the fingerprints i can i can kind of see the creator's intent while it's like i know exactly what they're doing right away it's they're not subtle it's it's for good and i don't know some people really like that i don't i don't i don't i don't know what where this is what this is like i don't know like where this is going i i like i've it i know one thing about it what is that Steve Ditko is a vig- vigilante. <laughs> I was gonna say this is it, the... that is that is one thing that is fucking like Tom King has made that canon. Steve Ditko, Steve Ditko is a, is a Rorschach is an objectivist vigilante. He is and an eighty-year-old objectivist vigilante. That there is this is set in the current day, even though everyone's dressed like it's the seventies. Um. This is set in the Washington universe because Robert Redford is still president and we have someone running against him. This is taking out a campaign uh, rally for the the uh, the 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 other candidate, the new candidate, 
trying to unseat President Redford. And we see a, a person dressed as Rorschach along with a, 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 a woman. They have been killed and theoretically attempt to assassinate this presidential candidate. And the mystery is revolving around that. I have been almost always overwhelmingly negative when we've read mm-hmm. anything attached to the Watchmen property. Um, and some of it's just my my uh, empathy for Alan Moore and his desire to not have any of this done. And I don't know if you saw this information, Eric, but it was I, I saw it floating around online that 2019, mm-hmm. a full quarter of DC's collected edition s- sales were written by Alan Moore. Um. So there's that. Always floating. Yeah, that's, ups- that's upsetting news. There's always that's always that's very upsetting news. That's that's always. Well, I guess they're they're still moving a lot of copies of uh, Watchmen and Killing Joke. Yes, I'm certain those two are the that's, lion's share. That is that's that's sickening. That's that's sickening. Um, yeah, they should give that old man some money. I mean, but that, that that'll never happen because, like, at this point, they're. He doesn't I mean, want I don't know. They've shit in their bed so many times that they just they need that revenue to keep themselves afloat so they can continue to make terrible decisions and get fired by Warner Brothers or whatever it is they want to do. But I am interested in this. Maybe it might even partially be morbid curiosity, but I think it's I don't see there's no Superman floating around and there's no, there's no Batman holding the pin yeah. with the, well, there is Batman in this, but he's in an ad <laughs> fighting grifter. I'll, that's fine. Keep him there. Yeah, I care less about Batman fighting grifter. Those those feel not too dissimilar putting Batman and 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 fucking Wally West in the. Watchmen universe still doesn't feel very good to me. I can live without it. How do you feel about this? You know, you had me at Steve Ditko, vigilante objectivist, like that. That that has my attention. Um, I want this to be good. I want to read more of it. Um, Tom King needs to apparently not be writing Batman and doing weird shit like this. I don't know. I I. I'd like to have faith in that man again. I, I still have faith in him. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't wholly like lost faith in him, but like he was kind of dead to me when he was doing Batman. Like we would check in on him. We're like, oh, this is okay. Or we would read an arc or do this or that. And then he wrote that crisis book that neither one of us liked. And it's just been a lot of very average stuff trying to have him be Scott Snyder. Cause that's, that's what, people that buy batman comics want they don't want books that are books they want books that are batman doing poses i i'm strange adventures is still running is so running as soon as that is collected we will absolutely we will read that and i probably i i don't know we might read issue two of this to see what it's doing this is again another maxi series it's 12 issues um i'm curious to see I don't know. I'm again, Tom King's like, it's about now. It's about our, the life we're in now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that, but this issue has me intrigued. The art is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the thing that gives me hope about this is I could see Tom King pitching this idea and not just them being like, write Rorschach books for us. I think if he pitches an idea, he has, 
a beginning, middle and end worked out. He's got and that's the kind of thing that he is going to write the best. It's going to it's going to be the vision. It's going to be Mr. Miracle. It's going to be that caliber of thing. So that that is that is an exciting prospect, I think. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a buy. I'm 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 hopeful. I think I'm right there with you. It's a double buy in Rorschach number one. Yeah. Jump cut to one year later, where I'm yelling about Rorschach on an, a pod, this you know, podcast. And that's that's fair. That is the privilege that we have. <laughs> we do. We can we can change our mind. We can. A book can a book can turn out to be bad later, and we can be like, oh, that's. Remember, it was good once. It was good once. Well, you know, I wasn't fully convinced that, um, you know, by the first two issues of, um, what do you call it, Civil War II, I wasn't convinced they were terrible. I, I, I ate crow on that one. It's a very pretty book. It was really nice looking. I did enjoy looking at it. It was very good look. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been doing uh, and watching and playing and, and whatever other media aside from comic books. You know, we still do talk about comic books sometimes. Um, never. Never. Eric, what's up? What have you been doing? What's going on? Uh, I finished my Kickstarter. I saw that. My God. I got an email about it. My God. I'm, I'm so tired. It's been so much. So much work. Um, so I'm happy to be done with that. We hit all of our goals and moved past all this stuff. And now I can just focus on getting the um, getting the artwork produced and, I don't know, getting it shipped to people. It's It's been a whole big rigmarole. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else about that. Um, I don't know. You don't have anything to ask me about it, do you? We're basically not a whole lot to talk about. About about your Kickstarter? Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're I can done. say I'm very excited about getting that mystery poster. It looks really good. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be a whole thing. I wonder I have it's it's um a lot more work left to do. Maybe I'll work on it some tonight, but I'm I'm uh stressing out about it a little bit. But you... it's it's nice that I'm at a I'm at a point where I can draw characters. You know, right? Oh, don't open that. Yeah. Have you thought at all about if you will be running another Kickstarter in the future at any point? I have thought about that. I am not going to rush into it because we're not. I, I don't want to just inundate people with begging for money. No, I understand. I'm not going to say that's what Kickstarter is, but it it kind of comes down to that a little bit. You know. Um. It's a sales I think pitch. I'm going to wait at least a year, plan something else out, maybe get a little bit more ambitious. This was me assuming people had, you know, some limited funds. Like it's it's weird because in in some circles art sales are up, um, but there are also a lot of um, like we're we're entering kind of a recession. Uh, a lot of people are losing jobs and having a lot of issues. Uh, you know, getting evicted, all this gross stuff happening. Um, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not super ideal. Um, it's not what we want. Uh, but, you know, maybe we'll try, we'll try next year. You know, that's really where I'm at. 
Okay. I'm thinking I'll, I'll, I'll plan something a little bit bigger, some more stretch goals, something more ambitious, maybe a book project or, you know, a couple of posters or something like that. But who knows? This just happened to have worked out that I had made this artwork um, and had no no way to make any money back on it if I produced it. It would just basically basically be me spending like a, a couple of thousand dollars and sitting on that product until I could go to markets, you know, but as it stands, you know, it's pre-sold. That's I, I mean, that's, to make stuff. There's a, that's, I mean, that's kind of what Kickstarter has become in a lot of ways. It's like a pre-order mm-hmm. system. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Really... I mean, I, it's, that's what is, that's how it's made sense to me anyway. Um, but you watch anything, you see anything. I watch the monster squad. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It's fun. It is a, uh, it is some kind of movie, you know, it's very silly. It's a... Uh, it was, it was fun and cheesy. Yeah. Um, exactly in the way that I wanted. It's a nice Halloween movie. And I, the, you know, the thing that I liked about it is it really wasn't messing around. Um, you know, you, you have like 10 or 15 minutes and you're, you're seeing movie monsters on the screen, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it's, it's not setting up a whole bunch of crap and dragging its feet. Like it knows, it knew exactly who it was talking to. It kind of doesn't talk down to him. It's just like really excited to have dumb monster shit going on on the screen. And it's surprisingly violent. Oh my God. It's very violent. Dracula, I forgot about, Dracula I forgot gets, about the scene where the, the wolf man gets blown up mm-hmm. by dynamite. Yep. And there's chunks of him uh, laying in the street. And there's, God, there's, there's literally, there's this box that just says Frankenstein, fucking box that says Frankenstein. This movie's very silly, but like kind of in exactly the right way. I'd say it's a good, dumb Halloween movie to watch. And also Stephen King rules. Stephen King rules. It's a good shirt. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen King rules. It's good to know. Hey, Eric. What's up, bud? I played some video games. (laughs) what i know um old, old video games at this point um sort of uh the first game is raft where uh it is it's an early access game on steam survival game where you are on a little you're out and stranded in the ocean on a little tiny wooden raft to start and uh, you have hunger and thirst meters and you are there's uh not sure if the game has a overtly environmentalist message or not, but there's certainly a lot of crap floating around in the ocean that you can pick up and then use to build your raft out and build a fishing pole and build a water purifier and all that stuff. So this is Waterworld Minecraft. Sort of, yeah. Um, that's not too bad uh, comparison. But you're, there's islands and uh, there's a shark. That's constantly bothering you that you have to learn to deal with with a spear and then you fight it off, et cetera, et cetera. You have to catch fish. You have to kill stuff. You have to find fruit on islands, wood, metal. It's a crap. You craft stuff. It's a survival mm-hmm. game. Um, it is. I've been playing it with Kim. Uh, is I would. That's the way I would actually suggest playing it. If you have a, an, another person who likes survival games to play with you, um, it is fun as a co-op game. 
it has a there's a, especially on normal difficulty there is a lot of things you have to kind of constantly be monitoring along with your health uh and your how much water and food you need um but to build up your raft and to add new technology and to constantly be mining and cutting finding wood and getting plastic and making new things researching new technologies tech trees etc not really tech trees i guess build tree crafting trees but uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it it looks real nice as a really simple art style that works well for it. Um, the developers are pretty active. They just the uh, we bought it on sale because it was they just released their like their second big update, which includes a bunch of new content. Um, I wouldn't be scared away if you don't like early access games. Um, it has a lot of stuff we are, we probably played for twenty plus hours and we have not even brushed uh, the surface of what this game has. I think we're getting there, but still there's it, it, uh, it does scratch that issue of like, Oh, I made my, my boat the way I wanted it to look. I figured out how to kill the shark pretty easily over time. Then you get to eat that shark and you wear its head as a helmet. I mean, as one, as one must. The problem is once you kill like 20 sharks, you don't really need 20 shark helmets. One is enough. It's like, in, it's like in Skyrim, you get bored killing those dragons. Yeah. How many suits of how many suits of dragon bone armor do I really need? Two. I would argue I mean, two. Yeah, but you end up like I don't know. You have like 90, 90 pounds of dragon bones in in each pocket. Well, I turn off encumbrance. That's the first thing I do if I'm playing Skyrim. <laughs> you mean you cheated? Yeah. Not only the game but yourself. Yes, I would. I would steal encumbrance. The other game I'm, I I've just started playing is a. Uh, uh, two or three years old at this point i forget uh assassin's creed odyssey uh it's it's on sale right now it because the next assassin's creed game is coming out in like three weeks uh, uh valhalla it's the the viking slash uh early, middle age english game uh that will be coming out in november but they are selling odyssey at a steep discount because of that fact odyssey is the greek Assassin's Creed Greece game that that is a sequel to Origins, which was the Egyptian game. This is um, it's Assassin's Creed. It's the new Assassin's Creed model. It's much more like a typical open world RPG now. Uh, they clearly took stuff from Breath of the Wild, especially with how the map works and how you find quests. You by default it does not give you exactly where your quests are they just give you a guidance to where it would be on the map and you go to a spot where you think it would be and uh, i like that it's nice has a little bit of discovery to it but it is it is in a gigantic game i don't expect to finish it uh, i just i was 17 dollars and i wanted a game where i could run around and look at really pretty stuff uh and kind of do tour, you know murder tourism which is what the mm. assassin's Creed games are you know like look it's greece and you know mm-hmm. 300 years before christ um it looks real pretty it's a fun game um you the i would say that's violent very violent game pick the lady character if you're gonna buy it pick cassandra's way better or i can tell cassandra's cool i don't well don't pick the dude cassandra's play with femship is what you're saying yeah she's really good um but i just give you idea the scope of the game the you start off on like a little tiny island off the coast of greece and it's the tutorial island pretty clearly because you don't get 
uh, credits. You don't get opening title credits until you leave the island. It took me six hours to leave the island. Jeez, that's so, that's a hell of a cold opening. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, I know oh, I and then there are still introducing more mechanics even after that fact. Like that's before you have a boat or are recruiting a crew for your boat or trying to deal with like the war and conquering mechanics. It's it's probably a hundred hour game if you want to, you know, play through most of it. Um, I'm, I'll probably play for 30 or 40 hours and then go um, now. Oh, Cyberpunk 2077 is out. I guess I'll be playing that for forever because that's actually what will probably happen. I will probably play this until Cyberpunk comes out and then I will play that. I'm not even sure if my computer can handle it. It probably can on low settings, I'm guessing. It is below. I mean, much like much like uh, Doom Eternal was. It is below the minimum required settings. Um, how did how well did Eternal run? Fine. Okay. I mean, I was able to beat it multiple times. You can always there try were not, it. There were not a whole lot of problems with it, although I did drop a fair amount of frames. It would probably be unplayable to some people. But I mean, I was clearly not getting 60 frames per second uh, through that game. You could always upgrade your... They, they, they just announced new... Uh, NVIDIA just announced new GPUs. You might be able to upgrade for her pretty cheap. Maybe. Uh, over Black Friday sales, if you are. The 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 problem that I have is that the, the PC that I'm uh, currently using to do all this mess, I mean, it's a good PC, but it requires a low-profile video card, and that limits ah. my options. Hmm. I probably could get one that has, uh, you know, four gigs of video memory, but my... My my options are limited. My, uh, you know, the fancy schmanciest of games I can't really play, even though this computer is for the money a pretty damn good machine. I've gotten I I, I also spilled a well, my cat spilled a drink in my computer, and it yes, it's bad news bears. It is working again. I'm recording on it right now, and it's working just fine. But it did get me the like I have just I've been on PC part picker like looking at upgrades to move over to a new cpu new motherboard yeah new and that means i get, new I get RAM. Itch myself every so often i want to build a new pc yeah my cpu is like eight years old at this point it's it needs to i need it up Jeez Louise, i didn't know your your machine was that old that's crazy you mean the actual cpu is though you didn't build it eight years ago i did not build, i built it six and a half i think ish mm-hmm. but uh the CPU is I bought it was already old when I got it. I did not get a brand new CPU. Like I didn't get the top of the line CPU. I bought like two generations behind. And it's starting to finally like, nope, you're there's just nothing you can do. You need to get a new one if you want to keep doing stuff. Um that's it. Assassin's Creed Aussie, old seventeen dollars. Raft is only fifteen. You know, still playing Magic the Gathering, everyone's favorite video game. You will never stop playing Magic the Gathering, apparently. I I I actually turned on Celeste for a, a, a glorious ten minutes the other day. I need to finish the core stage. It's very difficult. It is very hard. It's a hard video game. Mm-hmm. It's rewarding though once you beat it. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, you ready to talk about Doctor Slump? Eric? I mean, I was literally born ready to talk about Doctor Slump. We'll test that today. That's the true test of today's discussion. If you were born ready for it. Why is this gonna is this gonna be an argument? No, probably not. 
<laughs> there's nothing to argue about, really. Uh, well, there's 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 kind of not. No, but, but still, I'm not gonna argue. I I doubt I'm gonna. Maybe no, probably not. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdbo Book Club. Nerdbo Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth, like you would a book in a book club. Except it's a comic book in a comic book club. We are discussing Doctor Slump. Uh, by Kira Toriyami. Kira Toriyami. Akira Toriyami. That's right. <laughs> I Akira Toriyama. I got it. I'm good at I'm good at talking as well established. Mm-hmm. Good talker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira, Kira Toriyama. Uh, notably, also created Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, this is the second the second most selling uh, manga artist uh, on Earth. Behind One Piece. Behind One Piece. And there's a lot of One Piece, so... There is there is twice as much One Piece as there is Dragon Ball, which is shocking to me. Um, you've talked about Dr. Slump a lot, Eric, over the years. You've mentioned mm-hmm. it. You've mentioned it many times. I think about it a lot. <laughs> the doctor lives rent-free in my head. Uh, very, the very basic premise, Dr. Slump... Senbei Norimaki. Senbei Norimaki. Is uh he is an inventor. He creates a robot girl. And hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is literally There's not there's not really much more than that, really. You don't need to know anything else about it. Uh, like it works like over time, it it they add it adds characters and relationships like you would in like a sitcom. I would compare it mm-hmm. to, but it's really I think most of the time those things are added just to give more stuff to make gags about. Yeah, like I don't. There's not like there's not a lot of, like I wouldn't call it like there's not really character development. I guess there's like I guess there things is change. Uh, yeah, things do change. I mean, like I don't know, five, six, maybe seven books in. Uh, the the doctor marries his heartthrob um, accidentally. I don't know, Twelve books in, uh, thirteen books in, they have a baby. They, they do, and then and then the baby gets killed by aliens, and the aliens are like, "Oh shit!" And they fix the baby, and it gives them. Um, the baby learns to talk uh, as still a baby, but also gets uh, telekinesis. Like it happens. Um, I mean, I mean, this is all like super plausible. Um, just, just, I don't know. It's just silly thing after silly thing. The thing that I didn't know. How okay? First, do you know how long it took all this to be published? Very short amount of time, I think. For yeah, it's like four years. I want to say. I want to. I read up. It on... was. Yeah, it was from. It was from eighty to eighty four. So eighty, eighty one, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. So. Really, like, five years. Okay, five years. That makes sense. They, they created... It's a lot. Uh, ...these books. Well, it, it... This is still... Like, I looked up best-selling manga. Doctor Slump is still on... the. It doesn't touch a lot of other stuff, but this was still, like, a best-selling manga. It was, like, 35 million books across these 18 volumes. Um, which is kind of mind-blowing considering how incredibly stupid this shit is. Well, I mean, I also read that they wouldn't let him move on to a new book unless it was also a bestseller. 
They're like, don't, mm-hmm. you cannot stop doing Dr. Slump unless, which, so I think. I, yeah, they really should have stopped him from moving on. That would have, it would have been a huge mistake to abandon this book. Because I, <laughs> I think he started Dragon Ball while he was also still doing Dr. Slump. And then Dragon Ball was very successful. So they let him stop Dr. Slump. I want to say, I think I read that. This is, yeah, that that's how it seemed to be to me. Um but I mean, it probably was. It must have been. I, I mean, I don't really know what else was running concurrent in uh, in 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 Jump back then. Um, but this might have been one of the first cash cash cows of that magazine. It might have been one of the things that was putting it on the map. It doesn't seem like he was immediately like a huge rock star, but it does seem like he developed quite a following pretty quickly on this. And then obviously, like, it was just like exponential growth uh, as Dragon Ball went on. Yeah, they you did. Know, they, over, was... they overlapped. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was correct. Um, when did you first read this? How old were you? I want to say I even started in college. I can't really remember when I first started reading, if it was in college or if it was after college. I associate it mostly with my, my 20s. Um, and being out of school, but I would have had to have started reading in college. I, 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 my memory of it is not clear at this point. It just feels like it's been a part of a part of how I think about stuff for a while. I do. Maybe it was in the middle of college too, because I remember like looking up a lot of these illustrations of like the covers and things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at this this one that um you know like the rally on the phone the phone is like a little bird thing and i don't know none of these illustrations make any sense like they're all so stupid but they're just so damn delightful like i think if i was gonna like pick any one word to describe this book it's just delightful like the the joy of this book is not really uh is not really the story or the gags or whatever it's just that like being being in this world and with these characters and these pages is just friggin it's just so fun and delightful so everything is just so silly and fully formed and i don't know whimsical silly yeah i think those are good adjectives uh would you you, you reference toriyama's art a lot as yeah as, as an influence i basically never stopped thinking about his artwork i was obsessed with dragon ball uh in high school when it was impossible to get it uh like i would find clippings of dragon ball stuff in in video game magazines and i would cut it out and carry it around with me in a folder everywhere that i went you know and i would just think about his drawings all the time and then like chrono trigger came out and you know, it was just just every every little scrap of Akira Toriyama drawings that I could find. Just I, I, I treasured every single thing I could find, you know, and it was even hard to find on the Internet back in the, the, the mid 90s, you know, but I still like searched for hours and found all kinds of stuff. Dr. Slump was just like this weird like rumored thing like uh, none of us knew what the hell it was you know it wasn't published anywhere here and dragon ball was accessible you know more accessible 
um, like who was who would who would scan Doctor Slump and make a JPEG out of it for you to put on your GeoCities web page? Like no one no one knew what the hell this was. It was just a thing. We 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 heard the name. I assumed that it was I I would have probably been very turned off by this uh, because I was expecting it to be like an action fighting thing. Yeah, like Dragon Ball. Yeah, even though like I, you know, I I think. Before Dragon Ball Z came on TV, I was watching the old Dragon Ball stuff, and I loved it. So I probably would have liked parts of this, but honestly, this is this is I, I, I adore this. I love it so much. It's interesting how much of it is proto Dragon Ball now. Well, I would have never guessed that. Reading it is like looking into your head. You've you've said that many times. It's but I it, wish like, the inside of my head looked like this. Well, I mean, it's like it very much, not, not literally, but it very much feels like I it, reading this it gives me a idea of your sensibility. You know, it it, mm. it 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 makes me understand your 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 tastes a little bit more. I think when you ever you read anyone's thing, anyone any piece of art that is formative to anybody, you start to kind of understand like, Oh, I, I get, yeah. I get that more now. See, it's weird to me because I don't, I don't think of this as as formative as it is, but obviously his artwork, like he's probably the biggest piece of that puzzle, you know? And this is, I don't even know that I would ever was obsessed with it. Uh, but, but certainly, this era of his illustrations, like, I don't know, I, I would think about it and try and create little vignettes and scenes the way that he was, he would during this era. I mean, I could, he got away from that in, um, in, in the Dragon Ball I mean, you uh, could, era. I could see the influence on your, on your art. It's, it's yeah. that, that is there. And it's, and it's not in that, that is not as like the, what this book is like it's a gag book that is not as that is not as evident but it's certainly present in just talking to you it is like getting a taste of your sense of humor at times or or the way puns the you know the pun based attacks you launch at me your pun your the pun spells you cast yes that damage me that is this that because this book is like i know i because i you know they they the editor they add notes from here time to time like make you understand like oh this is a pun in japanese i wish they would honestly do it more there's a lot of them where they just make up their own english pun that they try and make work with uh the artwork yeah um and and I'm I'm of two minds of that because on one hand, like you know, some like like I'm basically wanting the scholars annotated version of <laughs> Doctor Slump. Who is that gonna fucking appeal to? One one person. This and it's me. How to read Doctor Slump? Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 what I want. I want the Japanese puns explained to me because I think that's fascinating. Um, I, I, I really appreciate that, but in general, like a person just wants to pick up a comic book and read it. So I respect that, you know, I can understand that. Um, 
it, it slightly, is this this translation slightly different than the one that that I had. This is the Viz Media. It was originally mine published. was Viz as well, but oh, okay. it was the older published paperback copy, and this is a this is a newer a newer digital version of it. Um, it's strange some of the things that they changed. Um, there's there's some minor censorship in it. There is. Uh, uh, Toriyama has drawn a lot of little boy penises in his life because apparently he thinks that's really funny. Um, there were more than a couple in this that have been uh, whited out, painted over, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's no drinking. In I don't this. know. I'm, they they do took what? out. There's no alcohol. There's no kids. Yeah. Drinking in the alcohol. in the it was always super punch uh, in all the versions that I had because I think they were marketing the book at kids and they yeah. don't want that. They don't want that like alcohol use, um, like grading thing on on the book or or cigarettes. It doesn't, it doesn't cigarettes for that matter. There's no uh, smoking. They hold he holds cigarettes, but you never see the smoke coming out of his mouth. That is the the fine line they drew. Fair. I mean, it. Are you aware of any of the 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 censorship in One Piece, the the animated show? No. Like, like there's uh, Sanji. Uh, you've read One Piece, so you would know at least some of these characters. Sanji famously always had a cigarette in his mouth, and they changed it to a lollipop. Um, and there's one character that I don't think you met. His name was Smoker. <laughs> he was uh, one of the Marines. His name literally was Smoker. I don't know what they changed it to. But he always had two whole cigars in his mouth, at least. And they just painted over them and didn't close his mouth. So he just had like his teeth showing and his mouth open every time he was on screen. Now, just just not not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, does the censorship in this bother you at all? It does make me uncomfortable to see little boy dongs <laughs> uh, in in these books. There's some, but there's... like it doesn't it yeah, I don't think that it necessarily needs to be censored. Like honestly, it's weirder. Like there's a there's a a panel when they go back in time, uh, or they go to the beach or whatever. I think they I think they do both. And um they take Peace's clothes off so Arali can can wear his clothes. And he's just naked and like he's he doesn't have any junk. And I think that's weirder. You know, put a puff of smoke or something over it. Like, I don't know. Uh, do a little Adam and Eve figure. Yeah, do something. It's Dr. Slump. Put a put a dookie over it. I don't know what to tell you. It was really uncomfortable. Well, I was that leads me into there. The Senbei is kind of these little 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 bit of a pervert. I know I got a little tired of it. Like, I, you know, watching because I watched um uh, monster squad as i've said before and mm-hmm. it really just made me think about like how this is kind of a lot of not treating women like people like i think like this falls into a very common uh manga anime stereotype it's like oh you're a you're a hentai and then they hit them you know um i can't remember if ranma was before or after this but i almost i honestly think that it's kind of after this um but Ranma was full of that garbage. Um, but it's it's still it's still like it's still just men just casually assaulting women, you know, uh, and it's weird. I I you know, it's a dumb 
it's a dumb comic, so you can't think about it too much. But it just, I think it says a lot about, about, uh, I don't know, about Japanese folks. They, they, uh, the Japanese women, I think, are very frustrated with, with Japanese men. Rama was after this. Yeah. Rama was 87. Um, I seem to remember looking that up, but it doesn't seem right. Like, Rama is like the quote unquote old manga in in my mind and but this this being a couple of years older is just like my brain can hardly com- compute it i mean the but i feel like i could i could see some influence of this on ranma yeah even was... ranma is goofy and whimsical and martial artsy and all that stuff and also like i think like I feel like there was like a cultural thing in Japan around the time when these books were happening, uh, where people were getting really interested in Chinese stuff. I don't know why, but Ranma was stuffed full of it, and this had it, and Dragon Ball was absolutely 100% about that appeal. I mean, there's still these kind of perverted tropes in shonen manga now. Yeah. They still yeah, are absolutely. there. I mean, j- j- like, it's almost kind of worse because nowadays you have, like, fucking Hikikomori and, like, basically Japanese incels and, you know, they're they're making stuff to um, to appeal to them and to appeal to, um, uh, you know, Americans that watch anime. Like, it, it seems like. It seems like the, you know, like it's, it's everything's become anime house style as a result of uh, it becoming popular in America. You're not going to see stuff that looks like this uh, anymore, at least not here. Um, but it's it's almost like it's almost like Japan is almost like an alternate world where the cyber frog people won, you know, that like their media has gotten more porny and more more object or more more objectifying um and i don't know some of it i still like i mean there's there there's the i, I don't want i don't think that sh- it should uh the fact that yeah senbei can be a pervert at times and like mm-hmm. it's i i want it like you you mentioned monster squad and that made me think about it even more is like monster squad has that stuff in it and yeah it does. Like, and it's just it's just like a, a cultural thing for sure yeah and it's it very much like it treats like oh well they're teenagers and they do mm-hmm. they do perverted stuff and but but like straight up they're spying on that girl and they take a picture of her and they threaten to like friggin like put it up on the bulletin board at school because you you couldn't like email a hundred people like your ex's nudes or something the way you can today uh and like like that's genuinely terrible, and they're just like a, it's a joke. I mean, like you know? that. Like, think about uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I think of, I, I think about that all the time. It's just like, like you know, like he he literally rapes that girl, <laughs> and they just like I don't know. She just she acts she's she's cool with it. She's like, oh, we are we're in. I know I like you. You're yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, no, that's not. That's bad. Don't. That's very bad. That's very mm-hmm. very very bad. It's not that it is not overwhelming, and it never it never got to a point that it made me 
gross it was just gets tiring i think that's the thing you're like you mentioned as it goes on you're just like okay again i got it um it also i think it's part of the fact is just it's one it's it's a very it's a a small part of what this book is because there is no part of the book that is just the one thing it is incredibly dense with the gags they mm-hmm. never stop every panel every page every it like and i know that there are more than there's some that i didn't under, realize because of the of the translation and how you can't puns don't mm-hmm. sometimes translate i know there's more than what i even saw it's just always just like this is a gag 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 eight pages of just solid gags over and over and over and over again for years and it, it I, I mentioned this to you in a, on discord it's like it reminded me of mad magazine yeah i feel like that's incredible it's not a thing that i ever thought of but it's super apt for this that they're those comics were probably written in a very similar way that it's just, I don't know, just a guy like no script, just a guy having at a page, like just, just a, a virtuoso uh, artist being a complete goober and drawing things that make that he thinks are funny. Yeah. There's a less reliance on this than like Mad Magazine had a lot of uh, celebrity movie parodies and stuff yeah. like that. This has some of that. There's certainly that in here, but it is more character based. It is more. It's language. mostly about Ultraman. <laughs> that is there. There's a lot of Ultraman. A lot of a lot of Ultraman. Gamera. A lot of Gamera. Uh, Godzilla jokes in here. Yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, I I am all on board with Arale and her love of kaiju. Mm-hmm. That's like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's real cool too. I like big monsters. Who doesn't? But it's there are no. I think you said the word whimsical and silly and fun. It is. I I think it it it's it feels very escapist. That's what I like yeah. when we've been talking about. We've that's been a running theme for a while now with a lot of stuff we've been reading, or stuff we've been looking at, even just in floppies. It's like very much like oh, this is ju- it's light and requ- and doesn't ever. It never engages like a fight or flight response. It never engages like there's conflict, sure, but it's never serious. It's Looney Tunes. Never, no one ever actually gets hurt. Like you mentioned, oh yeah, the aliens kill a baby. No, they don't. Like I mean, they do. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely played as a joke. Like I, that is literally what happens. But at no point are you like, oh no, you know. You're never like this is suddenly going to become serious. Like no, what dumb thing is going to happen? as a result of this and it's very comical like it's just this this baby like curse splat like just getting like hit in a very looney tunesy way uh by a spaceship it's really stupid there's a moment early on where a bear is shot by this terrible like ridiculous villain yeah the meme and it becomes a robot bear like they just yeah. immediately brings it back to life and then like and there's over and over like characters are, like shot and smash and Oh yeah, like the doctor and um, Soramame both get shot in the head. The doctor gets shot multiple times. the The chief of police gets shot in the head, like literally, sh- like like a bullet in his forehead. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Like, and and he's just like, oh, ouch! <laughs> that, <laughs> that is really smart. That's an ouchie. Yeah, 
I mean, that's the first thing that happens. Like that's that that is like immediately like Bulma meets Goku and she shoots him in the head. Like that's one of the that happens in like the first issue of Dragon Ball. Um, so that's I, 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 it, it's interesting uh, being reading reading all eighteen volumes of this and being much more familiar with the canon of the rest of his work. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's so weird seeing so much of the stuff appear over and over, you know, like that he's got all these, these, these cavemen and women and they ended up in Chrono Trigger and all these little monsters ended up in Dragon Quest and, and, and so much of the stuff ended up like, but, dinosaurs are 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 in dragon ball um so many so much of the silly stuff you know i i would i would I, I would say this is like so absolutely influential like i would even say i would even go out on a limb and say that like mario kart was inspired by this manga i mean you can see like when you read this you see that like you look back at all that early nintendo art Mm-hmm. And it's clearly inspired by it. It's clearly in that same school. And well, I mean, b- besides Final Fantasy, the other big tentpole game in Japan was Dragon Quest. And I'm not even I'm not sure if he did the first one or not, but certainly all of the other ones he did the character art for. Like, like it's it's kind of nuts how huge and influential Akira Toriyama is, you know, games, movies, anime, manga, like his art has touched all of it. And it's nuts. Like this is so stupid and yet so incredibly potent. No, he did the art for the first one as well. Yeah. It just doesn't really come through. No, quite as obviously it's, um, gosh, like the, 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 the guy with the acorn head, the teacher mm-hmm. like he feels straight out of earthbound to me like you've you've played earthbound oh yeah correct love, love earthbound it's one of my favorites Earth, earthbound is a earthbound is a great game i bet the, there would be no earthbound without dr slump that's probably I, i'm willing to bet that i mean it's there's there's a lot of a lot of uh dna that you can trace mm-hmm. quite easily once you read this and you see you're like oh there's this and that the 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 earthbound has it has like it is set in a place that is you know in 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 this suburban area filled with wackiness and hijinks you know the mother series in japan i i would i would be very surprised if they weren't influenced by mm-hmm. uh, by dr slump it would be shocking if they were not um i don't know it 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 is it's kind of overwhelming, honestly. It is. It it just. It's. A, it, I mean, it's a lot. We've never done eighteen volumes in a single podcast before. Yeah, but I mean, it it it, it reminds me so much. Uh, it reminds me. I said Mad Magazine also reminds me of of things we've read is uh, Don Rosa of the, the yeah. Scrooge uh, books. It's like it. It's very dense think, and full of. Yeah. I think that there is like, um, and I don't have a lot of evidence toward this, but I mean, I would assume that Asterix was an influence at some point on, uh, on Akira Toriyama. 
the only evidence I have is there is an illustration in here somewhere of a rally dressed um, not exactly like Asterix, but quite a bit like it. And you can, I mean, his his Asterix had that very classic, um, almost like one camera angle adventure comic look to it, mm-hmm. to where this is a lot more dynamic and angles changing around and all that sort of thing. But I think there's, I think that the the cartooning, I think there's. There's some similarities there, but it, it like there there are those things that I think date it a little bit. It it the you know we mentioned the the sex stuff and the yeah that there's that it's a, it's that a, stuff a bit much yeah it's it, a bit much it's a lot. But I don't think it would still I don't think it would keep me from still recommending it to be read. Like I still think it's worth reading. Um, the art itself is so so good so so dynamic so so fun so clever the 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 and it i don't know it's hard to i looked up like try to get interview like interviews from him at at least at the time and Mm -hmm. he just he joked about everything like people were asking him about like how did you do this he's like oh he just makes a joke like he never gives a real answer about how it was made in the fact that he made like you know he was doing this every single week Every day, no. That's the I think years. that's the thing is 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 Japanese people they do really downplay just about everything. You know, um, it's it's even like a trope at this point that like if you ask a Japanese person to do something, even like at a store or something, and they can't do it, they won't tell you no. They'll say it's very difficult, and then get weird and awkward and look at their feet. And expect you to stop asking. Like, that's the societal expectation. Like, like I've heard stories, probably from um, abroad in Japan, the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. where he talked about, like, trying to get a room or something. And the clerk is just like, oh, oh, muskashi desu ne. You know? And, and, like, he's just supposed to know that if something's difficult... It means it can't be done. It means you no. Just have to stop. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, one, he is a goon and he's going to act like a goober. Yeah. Like, it's so weird that he's, like, this incredibly important, serious figure when he just acts like a doofus. And I, I don't know. Like, Oda is basically the exact same person. Like, Oda is just like a Toriyama 2.0. Oda, who did One Piece. Yes. Um, uh, in case you didn't know who I was just immediately talking about. I'm, I'm um, well aware of uh, of of Oda and his of name. Of Oda's goonery? No, of Minoru Suzuki and his love of One Piece and the, of, their, of his friendship with uh, Oda. I'm so. surprised that these guys have not done more, like, wrestling comics. Like, I was really delighted to see that Stan Hansen drawing. Mm-hmm. in 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 this book that made me that that filled me with a lot of i mean i sent it to you when i found it um it's very good it's that a, was delightful it's a very good cartoon a very good caricature oh, right it's so like i just i don't know the whole look of the 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 the, the, the dr slump world and penguin penguin village and like i just like 
so much of this is just his obsession with stuff. Like he, he talked about building all these stupid models and loving cars. And it really comes through that. Like he fucking loves drawing these cars and he just draws them in his own weird way. And it's just so great. I mean, and all this stuff is in Dragon Ball, too. You know, he was just inventing dumb vehicles and drawing these silly cities and stuff. This is the kind of the problem with Dragon Ball is it was less about his dumb author appeal, you know, that he got in. He got into the weeds of like, well, now I have to I don't I have to draw a background. So it's it's going to be this planet that's that's yellow for 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 months and months and months on end. Uh, and here's a picture of him peeing. He's so strange. <laughs> He's so weird. I mean that that, um, that personality, that character is imbued in this book, though, and it gives it that. Oh, yeah. It gives it that there is, despite the fact that there's so much that clearly uses this as inspiration and references it and homages it, it still comes across as something completely unique and special for what it is it doesn't ever uh it, i never go oh this feels it it doesn't feel like i don't know sometimes you go back and you like when you read um when we read alan moore's swamp thing mm-hmm. and we out we both had that reaction of like oh neil gaiman clearly read this <laughs> and made sandman <laughs> neil gaiman took this and he's like this is mine now you made this no, I make this. I made this. Uh, yeah, uh, but I I still think Sandman's a better a better yes. better an improved version of that same kind of story shape. I don't you know when you like I don't I haven't clear but of all the things not just in manga but in general in media I reference Mad Magazine but this is still not the same thing. It's it's still a different thing altogether and. Despite the fact that it's over, you know, nearly forty years old, it it actually is forty years old. Some of it is, yeah. It doesn't feel, you know, the 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 only thing that feels dated about it is the like the the weird, you know, sex stuff. And there's not just that. There's other little things here and there, way, way people behave in society, cultural stuff, as well. Mm. But it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a, I don't know. The it feels the way like the a lot of like um I don't know have you ever watched you ever watched Zucker Brother movies? No. The like uh Top Secret um was their first uh like Naked Guns the Naked Gun get movies. Okay, I have seen I have seen at least parts of the Naked Gun movies. It that in a weird way this reminds me a lot of those where yeah. it's it's never serious. And mm-hmm. it's every moment like there is a story and a plot, but it is it is just a it's just a skeleton that you hang the gags on. Yeah, all the like all the all the problems are solved by by jokes. Yeah, exactly. And it's all and then there's a lot and the Zucker Brother movies are also very like pun based and a lot of visual mm-hmm. gags like about and 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 pr- playing with perspective and which this does a lot as well the way that characters are posed within a page that sometimes there's just a gag about that because this character is over here and this character is over there and there's a joke about it and the way oh because and there's meta references all the time constantly uh he you know drawing in either artist analogs or he himself is in there at times or he's drawing it his editor yeah, becomes a character he's... at one point 
He's got he, all the editors in it a bunch, and he becomes a bad guy. Yeah, the, the editor is the bad and, guy, and, of course. And, and the, I mean, he's he has multiple forms in this. He starts out as a bird, and through most of it, he's Toriyama Robo. Um, that's his most common self-insert, but it takes a couple of different forms. And he calls himself out for changing it so much. It's so funny the the how he goofs on himself and he points out stuff that i'd never notice and they even translated at least i think some of some of his mistakes i don't know there was a a part where um on uh taro soramame's hat the the, the little greaser kid whose dad is literally clan acewood <laughs> um like his hat is supposed to say taro and it says tori for Toriyama, and I don't know if that was if he actually drew T A R O and accidentally wrote T T O R I, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it going either way. I could see him wanting to draw it in uh, English characters, uh, and that would be an easier mistake for him to make too. But it's funny because it is different from panel to panel, and he's like, "Look at what a dumbass I am." <laughs> continuity what's that yeah i mean there's what continuity is i mean this is doesn't here's, matter here's literally here's literally the story where a rally uh learns to fly by farting and she goes into outer space <laughs> that's yeah I, and, I, and, and yeah that's the level that 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 is the level of a lot of the jokes it's like very base very stupid but it's still well, funny. I mean, this it is, still works. This is definitely a guy that thought it was really funny when Astro Boy shot machine guns out of his butt. I mean, it it kind of you, you can't it, tell me that that didn't pop Toriyama hard when it he was a young did. man. It is still it's kind of funny. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue. It kind of is this, funny. This 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 uh, this ape is literally and like he has changed zero percent. He's just in Dragon Ball. He is one hundred percent in Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. the, the 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 ape that they rehabilitate, mm-hmm. and then he turns into a giant ape, which also happens in Dragon Ball, <laughs> and he brings them he brings them bananas. I mean, you only got so many ideas, all right, Eric. You got sometimes you take. I them mean, I just you... think it's interesting how all this shit is in his head. You know, like it's it's this is this is not me saying that he's he's not creative and he should come up with more insane shit. Like it's just interesting that it's a thing that i like seeing you know when you read when you read an author enough and you start to see the shapes you know like how their language yeah yeah like how like vonnegut or stephen king they're setting all their stories in the same couple of small towns or whatever or um you know how neil gaiman puts gay angels in everything um like, you know, sometimes it's not great that you'd like start to point out like how uh Alan Moore thinks that violence against women's real edgy or whatever. Um but you know, that that Toriyama is obsessed with uh uh monkeys and blonde women with curly hair and uh cars and airplanes. Like there's there's literally a story in here that is just like, oh, uh uh, Toriyama read uh, Nausicaa. He read Miyazaki's Nausicaa manga and got obsessed with it. And he's like, I'm going to draw some of that shit. So basically, like, 
it becomes an adventure comic. It becomes an, a, a, a Nazca story mm-hmm. where there's like air pirates and planes and all this stuff. And it's kind of awesome and like surprisingly high stakes for this dumb book. Um, but that's really fun to see Miyazaki influencing uh, Toriyama. Kind of in real time, it's, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have it would have been they would have been contemporaries at that point yeah. there's a Nazca movie came out a little bit after um i think this would have finished up but it would have been it, the the manga would have been exactly the right time period um yeah. i mean it's hard to overstate how influential this is how important it is i mean large not even just because it is because of the quality of it but because it is the kind of you know, you mentioned all the all the things you see that have leaked into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and that in and of itself is also incredibly influential in both manga mm-hmm. and anime. And this is where Kira Toriyama like started. But the the I, I can't that that is another thing that kind of blows me away is that this is his first real mm-hmm. work, and it's already just fully formed it's already there there's no there's no crawling here it's just immediately on his feet walking and running just doing very confident about everything even the stuff that is stupid and like idiotic and author appeal like he just goes for it there's no hesitation um I don't know. I'm I'm glad we read it. I and I enjoyed my time with it. It's it's a it's a and I I would still recommend it even with you know just the I would say the caveat of the weird pervert stuff. Unfortunately, well, there's there's also some. Um, I mean, I, I I I feel like black folks in particular That's are true. well yeah. well aware of. Um, and I I really like I you can't really defend it but i honestly think that that's more of an american tradition the the lips and the sambo stuff and other countries they might i don't know i think maybe in europe they realize that it's gross and bad and it shouldn't be done and it's done to make fun of people but i think in asia they're just kind of stupid about it you know um i have no idea I, i this is me assuming things and I agree, and I do wish they would stop doing it. But like they draw, they draw Asian people that way. Um, but a lot of them pretty exclusively draw black folks that way. And certainly, like I think it, you know, it makes it makes there are many, 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 many uh, black anime fans, and they they don't like it. And I don't think they, you know, I'm not going to try and talk them into liking it. I just to me, when Toriyama or, or Oda do it, it's just another cartooning thing to them, you know? Well, it reminds it's me like, of that, um, that, what, that Luke Cage book by... Uh, yeah, by Yendi Tartakovsky. Yeah. Like, like, I think this is a good example. Um, there's this sumo character, minor character, in, like, one of the tournament fighting scenes, and, like a white guy could could draw this character exactly like this and ostensibly it could be racist but this is an asian person drawing another obviously asian person and making fun of him for being this this chubby asian guy you know um so like i i don't know like i i think that 
a lot of that reaction to it is still kind of based out of our history and the fact that those symbols were used to be harmful to people uh, in and of themselves. They're not bad. It's kind of like, like if I talked about um, the, like drawing the, the, the melanated and non-melanated parts of the hand on, on black folks, it's a thing that I never really thought about. Uh, but uh, Nuri or uh, action Nuri Dur is his name. At least I think that's his name. Uh, really excellent artist on, on Twitter. His at is uh, Action Hank Beard because he's a silly man, uh, but an amazing cartoonist and comic artist. But he had this thread talking about about that. Um, and it's a thing that like kind of in my mind and in a lot of other people's minds that they just sort of papered over, you know, that you, you would just like a, a black person like it's like they're, they're like this part of the hand is brown and obviously you would color this part of the hand brown too but that's not the way that real human beings look and to this day when i i draw a person like that and i do the non-melanated part of the hand i feel uncomfortable doing it because my primary exposure to that as a cartooning symbol is in stuff that's kind of gross and and is made to be hurtful to people um so I, I, but it's, it's just normal. It's just natural. I don't know. All, all of these things could be fine if they didn't have the negative connotations to them. But, you know, that doesn't mean that people need to get over it or something. It, you know, I mean, it just means that maybe we need to abandon them for a couple of generations until that, that pain is not as, is real. I mean, I it's, think, it's not it's, it's not a thing that that we need to dictate to other people. I think it's a it's a good thing to discuss. It's a good thing to bring yeah. up and reference and say it is here. This is what it mm-hmm. is. You don't have to you don't have to ascribe how someone yeah. should or does feel about it, but it is here yeah. and it does exist. And it and is also it all. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's it is another thing of it. It is what this it is this book and it's. You know, it is, like you said, with One Piece, it is this thing that still you see, even still to this day, and sometimes... Um, yeah. And you like we I mentioned that Luke Cage book with Tartakovsky, it's the same thing. It's very much like, you're not sure how to feel about it. Like, there's people mm-hmm. who are... So it's, it's, it's complex. It doesn't have to be simple. It can be a complex thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be better if we didn't live in a world where people were actively trying to put that gross stuff into the world to, to be hurtful. No. Yeah. That's yes. Um, like I think if, if, um, I don't know, it, it, it makes me think specifically of when we read Asterix and basically every, like they, they went to all these different countries and every, Every character from that country was a stereotype based on how Europeans thought of their neighbors, you know, and some of it could very well be like kind of racist. But like, do you think that like a Spaniard gives a shit what these French cartoonists think of them and like kind of like the the Charlie Hebdo, like gross cartoons of different nationalities kind of grow out of that uh that sort of 
that sort of tradition, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. That's sort of like, oh, well, you know, let's make fun of all these people and it's all fine. It's whatever. And, you know, the tradition is different. But I think that, you know, the complexity being uh, we live in a a, a, a a different world and these people, I don't know. I, 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 I don't I don't really like Sambo images, but I like I like Usopp, <laughs> you know, I think he could he would look fine without those damn lips on him. So Eric, what's up, bud? Um, what are you, what are your closing thoughts? I was the stuff that I hadn't read already. I was delighted to read it. Um, I could continue to talk about this for hours and hours more. I adore this. Um, there's the guy that basically becomes Majin Buu in Dragon Ball. I I could read any dumb comic where. Toriyama just sits back and has big dumb fun because it's wonderful and it's delightful and he's someone that has changed the course of my life for sure I don't know man this is every page of this is excellent it it makes me incredibly happy that's Dr. Slope Akira Toriyama next time Handsome Boys Comics Hour Nerdboy Book Club we'll be reading Redlands by Jordi Belair and Vanessa Del Rey a uh, book we had touched on way back when, when it first got released. We're gonna we're gonna read the whole thing. It's it's a nice spooky book. Guess in the Halloween season, be nice. Um, that'll be next time. Read along with us. Uh, before we go, you can find us online, uh, handsomeboyscomicshour.com. It includes links to all our th- all our places: our Twitter at hvcr, to our Facebook dot com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail dot com. Please, if you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Um, that's It helps. It may not seem like it does, but it helps a lot. It helps us find new listeners, tell your friends, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's all my check marks in my brain for that. Mm, mm, mm. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all the things I do. All my other podcasts and my horror novels. My newest novel is War on Halloween. It's a great, spooky, fun Halloween story. Cannot recommend it more for this time of the year. You can find it on Amazon. Read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Eric, you should you... also read it on Christmas, though. I mean, I would. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Personally, I would. I mean, I'll be recommending a different book to read for Christmas, the next one. But mm-hmm. you can read all of my books on Christmas. They make great gifts. They do. For your friends and loved ones. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com, which is being a little pokey to load up. Uh, you can see the other things I get up to online at uh, ericzgoodnight.com. That includes uh, social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, uh, where I'm known on all of those services as EZ Goodnight. Now that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.